Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Anyway, let's wrap into it. Well, last night, Sonny Bill Williams was declared the king of Sydney. Sonny Bill probably more the boxer. Hall has been hit and Hall is down again. Wow, Sonny Bill is putting on a performance here. Six. He's annihilating Barry in this this round. He's got to hold him. This is a long 70 seconds for Barry Hall. It's a Williams win. Sonny Bill, he's the king. Wow. Yes, it was an absolute bashing of Barry Hall and one that will fill SBW with a lot of confidence moving forward in his boxing career. Sonny was trained and supported by a genius of the sport, and Andy Lee, a former world champion himself. The Irishman has become a powerhouse in the training game and is getting the results. Gavin Casey is a brilliant boxing journalist for the 42i.e, and he got a look inside Sonny's camp with Andy, and he's on the line with us now. G'day, Gavin. How are you, my friend? Good to talk to you. Well, very, very well. Thank you so much for coming on our show, mate. What did you make of that performance? It blew me away, actually. And I, I don't mean to overstate it because, look, Barry Hall has had one professional fight. But on the flip side of that coin, he has boxing pedigree from his youth in Australia. He probably has pedigree in throwing hands in the AFL and in international rules series <laughs> against Ireland as well. He's a, a bit of a cult villain in sporting circles over here. And equally, his, his first professional fight in November of 2019 against NRL legend Paul Gallen was a really creditable draw. I mean, Gallen was 9-0 and mm. with 5 KOs going into that bout. So when I met with Andy and Sonny, I, I, I wouldn't be afraid to say that there was an element of concern that they shared about taking on Barry Hall. I heard, I, I heard you read one of your listeners' texts calling Hall a donkey. It's probably a little bit unkind. Maybe Sonny Bill was just good enough <laughs> yeah. last night that he made him yeah. look like a donkey. Um, but it, it, was a, it was a very different type of performance to what I would have expected from Sonny Bill. I thought, based on what he had been saying about the fight and based on that sort of concern around it, he might be a little bit more cautious and ease his way into it. But Andy Lee at the moment yeah. is turning his heavyweights into killers. You've got Joey Parker, 
uh, on the front foot mm. against Derek Chisora, dropping him multiple times. You've got Tyson Fury, who's suddenly become a, a bit of a puncher and almost a knockout artist in his own right. And now you've got Sonny Bill, who's uh, blowing guys away and around. It bodes pretty well. All right, all right. Let's, let's get this out of the way. I'm just going off on topic here. You've brought it up. Joey Parker. Will Joey Parker fight Tyson Fury? I don't know. I think they're too friendly, aren't they, at this point? It, it, it would feel weird. Told I, I you! Think them it would almost feel like... <laughs> I, in fairness, listen, I'm, I'm sure you can get him on the show. He might tell you otherwise, but I got the impression it would be like a brother fighting a brother. They're almost like the Klitschko's in a way, you know? Um, and maybe they wouldn't necessarily like to... Uh, to pit their wits against each other. Who knows? I mean, if the money was right and if they yeah. felt they could have a bit of fun with it, why not? Okay, okay. We just had a little bit at the start of the show, me and Louis, whom what, and we were going off for about 10 minutes saying they would. I said they wouldn't. He said they would. So I just said that, I just said that I, I think that they would, uh, exactly as Gavin put it, if the money was right, you'd never say never. And um, I think that's bang on. Anyway, okay. s- sidetrack, sidetrack. But Gavin, you're right. Sonny Bill. <laughs> He was unbelievable last night. I thought the way he kind of bounced off the ropes, every time they got split up, he was just charging at him. Did you see some some sort of confidence or some sort of aggression that Andy has been able to unlock in him? Mm. Hugely, yeah, hugely. Um, what was really fascinating for me watching them from, say, ringside when Sonny Bill was sparring an Irish heavyweight, uh, our top heavyweight at the moment, Niall Kennedy, who is a, a guard or a policeman over here, but has had a really good professional career in his own right. Now, Niall at the time was just off the couch. He hadn't been boxing in nine, ten months. He hadn't been training, but he has a lot more boxing pedigree than Sonny Bill, right? And if I watched those four rounds and if I was scoring them, and bearing in mind it's only sparring, you're not really scoring them, you would say Niall probably edged it, like he just had that little bit more class about him. But what Andy was trying to impart in Sonny was almost as much as the technical aspect of his game was the body language, having the body language of a fighter. And, and even if he wasn't feeling mm. assured, looking assured enough to put off your opponent from rushing in on you. And that was going back now to the end of January and bear in mind, bearing in mind that they've worked together over the intervening weeks. I thought you looked or you saw last night an, ex- an extremely confident Sonny Bill Williams, far more confident than the fighter I saw in the gym in Dublin all those weeks ago. So it does go to show when you've got an elite athlete who understands high-performance training and preparation and you pair him with the right trainer, uh, massive steps can be taken, even in a sport as difficult as boxing. And as you say, Louis, he just looked like a man possessed in there last night, which is not the type of fighter that we've seen of Sonny Bill in his eight previous fights. Yeah, I love that. I love that. There's always questions with um, when Joey Parker, when he got a bit tired, his head would drop and, and things like that. But lately with Joey's last fight and then that fight, you could definitely see the body language and the mindset that these uh, fighters brought to, to the ring, mate. Is there any way, is there any way, like how far could Sonny go? Look, we've seen one fight and, and Andy Lee come out and said he could actually shake up the heavyweight division if he puts in a two solid years, can we, can we take too much out of this? And how far could Sonny go in your, in your eyes? I think there's a fascinating dichotomy between what Andy believes is possible for Sonny Bill and what Sonny Bill probably believes is possible for himself at the moment. I think Sonny Bill is looking mm-hmm. at things a little bit more pragmatically. You heard him mention the fight with Paul Gallen in the post-fight interview and the crowd was roused mm-hmm. a little bit by that. That's an option for him. And it might be a nice little stage into potentially more dangerous fights against, say, full-time career boxers. To answer your question as to how far I think he can go, like, it's, uh, do I think he can go on and become heavyweight champion of the world? 
No, and I'm aware that you guys are only waking up. I don't want to make you cranky or anything. But I do think he can yeah. make steps into the division and actually carve a, a decent, legitimate boxing career for himself. And what I would say mm. about Andy Lee, when he is proclaiming Sonny as somebody who can shake up the division, I know Andy quite well. This is not a guy who, who wastes his time with fighters. Andy is a family man. He has kids at home, uh, a wife that he adores. And he's not going to spend eight to ten weeks in a training camp with a guy who he doesn't believe can go further. And yeah. if you looked at Andy Lee's reaction to Sonny Bill's victory last night, and if you look at the work that they have put in together, Andy believes what he is saying. And to be honest with you, he's more qualified to answer the question than I am. So yeah. I, maybe you can take it at yeah. face value and we see what happens. Gavin, it's such a good point, and and Andy actually came. Look, Andy's been so good to us. He t- he answers the phone. I'm sure he is to you. Like as a journalist, he's the dream, really, isn't he? He's always so willing, and he is so honest. And he he said that his wife said to him, you know, like I will, you'll regret it if you don't go. Like you you need to see this through. He needs you, and it wasn't just about money. And you believe it when he says that. Is that the sort of guy he is and the sort of character he is? And and you know, what is it about him that's resonating with these heavyweights? Where's the cut through coming from? I think there are probably two aspects to it. First and foremost, he is a legitimately good, fundamentally good person. And you mentioned there how he's a journalist's dream. He certainly has been. I've been a a sports journalist since, I don't know, 2015. I was lucky enough to cover the tail end of Andy's career. And I just remember him. I was doing a college dissertation or thesis on Irish professional boxing. I remember getting Andy's number off somebody. We vaguely knew each other. I asked him, could he take a phone call to do a quick interview for this dissertation? He replies to me, no, nah, let's meet for coffee tomorrow. You know, I'll take you for lunch. He sits down with me for an hour and a half, gives me the best interview of my life. You know, that's kind of the guy he is. He goes the extra step. And that was for a journalist, a, a student journalist. So you can imagine the extent to which he will go the extra step for his fighters. And on the other side of it then is you have this pedigree in Andy having trained in the legendary Cronk gym in Detroit for so long under a legendary trainer in Emmanuel Stewart. Then after Stewart's untimely tragic death, he works with a really good operator in England, Adam Booth, who's very good at at getting inside the minds of his fighters and and almost bending them to his shape. So Andy has got this um, fundamental quality of a guy that I think fighters, not only heavyweights, gravitate towards, but also Mm. has the technical acumen to improve them as fighters. And... um, you know, one thing I would say as well in relation to the heavyweights, he is also the cousin of Tyson Fury, which probably helps him to begin with to, to get in the door <laughs> with some of these big names. And Tyson has recommended him to the likes of Parker. And through Parker, he meets Sonny Bill. So there's a, a bit of a chain effect to that as well. What what was Andy like as a boxer himself, mate? And can you see him passing that knowledge to, to Sonny and, and particularly with Joe as well? Can you see him passing down his strengths and what he was so good at? What, what was he like as a, as a boxer himself, mate? He was a really classy boxer in his youth. He went to the 2004 Olympics for Ireland in Athens. He turned professional shortly afterwards in Detroit with Manny Stewart and was heralded as really one of the top prospects in world boxing. He was knocking guys out left, right, and center, and they were eye-catching, picturesque knockouts. And eventually he came unstuck at a quite formative stage of his career against a fighter uh, called Brian Vera, who stopped Andy on his feet. It was a massive shock, and it set back his confidence, as you'd understand, and also lowered his stock in the eyes of boxing consumers around the world. So it took him a while to get back around to that sort of 
fringe contention and then eventually fight for a world title. He loses to Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I don't think I'm libeling the guy at this point to say, like, you know, if he took a urine test at all afterwards, it would have been luminous. Uh, I don't think there was drug testing. So it was a little bit of an asterisk next to that one. But he was, eventually he sort of, it was kind of a case of, at last, he got over the line in Vegas to win a world title. And what his strengths were, were a nuclear right hook that got him out of trouble quite a lot. But he was always a very cerebral Mm. boxer. And what I mean by that is he wouldn't necessarily rush in, actually, the way some of his heavyweights are doing now. He wasn't always the out-and-out aggressor. He thought a lot about what he was doing. He tried to get into a rhythm. And what I find interesting about him as a trainer, when I was watching Sonny Bill even hit the heavy bag in, in the gym in Monkstown Boxing Club over here, I mentioned Andy, like, you know, he's a nice uh, right uppercut and nice left jab. And Andy made the point that even with a fighter who was at the early stages of his career like Sonny Bill, he's not necessarily going to try to transform him. It's more about working on what he's good at to begin with. And Sonny Bill did, did bring with him some decent fundamentals. Andy is excellent at fine-tuning those and I think his real area of expertise is the mental side of the sport. He understands that and articulates it, more importantly, better than anybody really that I've ever met in boxing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, we're, we're so proud. And we can see definitely the, the gains that him, and not only him, Joseph Parker is getting from being around Andy Lee and Tyson Fury, world-class training outfit and, and only reaping the rewards from that. Hey, quickly, before we let you go, Gavin, um, Irish rugby. Very, very impressive, heading in the right direction as of late. The All Blacks are slipping to third in the world, so she's pretty tired down here, mate. We're not used to being that far down on the on the pecking order, but Irish rugby, are you happy? Are the, uh, is everyone, all the supporters, happy with how the Irish rugby team has gone as of late? Well, firstly, Izzy, uh, can I just take the opportunity to thank you as a monster man for not joining Leinster in 2016. <laughs> oh, uh, you've haunted my dreams oh, for so long enough. so close. I was you so make, close make, too, uh, mate. I know, I know. So you, you make your debut against Ireland in 2010, right? Obviously the All Blacks win. You spank us in three yeah. tests in 2012, 60 zip in the last one. I think you score a try off of Sonny Bill Grubber in that game, if I'm not mistaken. You yes, kick a conversion. You fast forward, we fast forward to 2016. We finally catch you guys on the hop, right? 111 years, <laughs> Ireland beat New Zealand for the first time ever. You're rested for the game. Then you go to Dublin yeah. a couple of weeks later, you turn us over and you're starting again. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe they are... The curse of Izzy Dag. No, <laughs> exactly, the curse. I can't sleep at night. But uh, no, to answer your question very quickly, we're quietly, we're quietly happy, I think, with how things are going. Look, France won the Grand Slam. They looked magnificent. They looked magnificent against your boys as well in November, probably more impressively oh, than yeah. Ireland did. We know what's waiting for us in the long grass in July. Izzy, don't worry about that. But um, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Scrum is an issue. We have a few months to work that out, and we'll see you down there. Yes, beautiful man. You've got a brain and a memory. You just brought back some solid memories. That's what I used to tell everyone when I retired. And I was a bit a bit cocky, but I was like, I never lost to Ireland anyway. I was rested that game, so we never lost. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. It was uh, tough battles, honestly. That Dublin game in 2016, that was probably one of my toughest games. We only just beat you, I think, by five points. And the Dublin crowd, they are one to be able to witness, mate. You've got the most passionate supporters uh, that you support your team and and you get right behind them, mate. Um, Really appreciate you on our show. Thank you so much, Kevin. You're a legend. Uh, My pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Let's talk in July. Absolutely. Yes, we'll get you on in July. <laughs> sure, I'm not nervous about that because once oh. Ireland got that first win, eh? 
they just knew they grew that confidence so what a get louis awesome brother gavin casey legend he's a super talented journalist up there in the U- in the uk and, and mm. in ireland and i knew that he was loving it because he he you know like you let plugged into the boxing scene in Ireland. You go and watch Sonny Bill Williams spar. You see the the lengths he goes to to make this work, um, and I'm sure it was rewarding for everybody that put time and effort into SBW just to see him come out and put that performance up. Is he like I'm sure for everybody, including mm. people like Gavin, it's like it's so rewarding just to watch him execute. I was you must have been mm. proud of him. Like you you must be so proud of SBW. I'm so proud, bro. Honestly, like you've. Rugby, you've got 15 other mates, you know, 14 other mates with you on that field. So you can actually, you know, like you can't hide, but there is actually time where you're away from the ball and you're not involved. Whereas in the boxing ring, mate, you're by yourself. You're on your own. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. Mental toughness is right up there. Like I've got so much average. I remember this story. We were over in Twickenham. We played Sharks over in Twickenham in 2011 for the Crusaders. And Sonny... We're at the gym, and there was a boxing ring there, and he's Tony's like, come on, bro, jump in, jump in. I was like, oh, no, nah, I don't want to, but anyway, can't look like a, you know, can't look soft here. Get in the ring, and I'm standing there next to Sonny, and we're just shadow boxing, and he's like, ah, you know, coming at me, and I'm just like, wow, this is like, you know, I don't mind going for one outs on the street, but like, you're in there when it's all te- technical <laughs> and everything's all going, I'm standing there going, man, this is actually quite scary, hey, <laughs> like, he's just sitting there, and he's bang. Bang, he's tapping my nose, tapping my ears, and I'm just like, ooh. So after that, mate, honestly, I just got so much admiration for him and just really, really proud to see uh, him dedicate himself to the sport of boxing and not not go out there and make a fool of himself, just actually do it really well. That's so good. You're more of that Jorge Masvidal sort of street fight kind of, um, you know, don't see me on, see me on the streets of Hawks Bay, bro, but not in the ring and, and talking to him. I love it, Izzy. 21 and a bit past 7 o'clock. How far can Sonny B. Williams go? How far can he go? Where is the ceiling for him? Would you go down the celebrity boxing route with, with if you were Sonny Bill Williams? Or would you really try and make a fist at this and add to your legacy as one of the greatest sports people of all time? Double eight double three or 0800 150 811. I want to take your calls here. I want you to tell me how big his ceiling is. Where can he get to? All right, we'll be back after this to talk more about it. Maybe some Ash Barty too. It's 22 minutes past seven here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.